The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. Pop up this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. <laughs> I'm just gonna give that a little bit of a. There we go. Face boost that up a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, a little boost. Yeah, a little, little bit of a boost. Uh, but this is uh, the the Comic Chronicles. I am your host, Ryder Cat, and you can find me at Ryder Cat on a uh, little bit, little at News Nerds Need. You can also find me at Ryder Cat on Twitter. Um, I'm hearing an echo. Anyway, um, you can also find the News Nerds Need Reddit and uh, CB Caps the. Um, the Instagram that I put up uh, comic book panels whenever I get around to it, which has been slacking lately. I need to get back on that. Yeah. It's a little bit of, a little bit of, a little bit of that. Um, and with me tonight, the man, the mellow, the, 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 uh, the, the Brooklyn to your Brooklynites. I don't even know what that means. Um, ancient <laughs> underscore 70. What's up, everybody? Wait, that's the wrong one. If you want to know yeah. where Brooklyn at, it's it's within him. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm sure he would agree. Uh, tonight we are going to we are uh, we're a day late, not necessarily a dollar short. Although you know, hey, I could use a couple. We all could. Right. Uh, we are short two co-hosts, though. We are definitely a short two co-hosts, and those would be PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter, uh, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork dot com, and the all of the umbrella sites uh, within. And also the Osiris that is ish the the uh, the man with whom this. You know, hey, none of this would be probably. Let's 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 be honest with Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter. The Click Nation. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N uh, on Twitter. C B Cap. Oh, nope. C B Cron on Twitter. Excuse me. <laughs> That's you. That's me. I know, right? Um, and also, of course, you can go check him out at uh, Comic Book Resources, where he's writing his face off. <laughs> And uh, with that, we are going to get into this week's news. But first, uh, I'm springing this on you really quick, and you don't have to go into spoilers, but uh, we are coming a day late because Agent 70 kind um, went to see John Wick 3, Chapter 3. And if you right, feel open like, night. Yeah, and if you feel like you want to you know, give some, um, some quick impressions, some... Non-spoilery impressions. Right. Non-spoilery, non-spoilery. Don't have to ring the bell. So this movie picks up right where we left off with John Wick 2. And right, he had been excommunicated. Right. And believe it or not, the subtitle to the movie or the, the, the secondary title to the movie, Parabellum, is apt. 
it has purpose and 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 you'll find that out you know during the movie and ultimately it's very pleasing um like i said no spoilers here um it's a lot there's a lot of action you but know does he kick around from the cerebellum um you could say that there's actually a decent amount of kicking and punching and hand to hand you know more so than even than and even huh. than even in uh the second movie weird so yeah there's a lot there's a lot in this because remember you know as you mentioned earlier he's been excommunicated so his uh resources are somewhat diminished for a good part of this movie Although, from what the trailer showed, it didn't seem like that was that much of an issue. Or at least, There's a twist. Yeah. Figured. There's a twist. There's a there twist is. where where obviously he's allowed to um, uh, obtain weapons, uh, mm-hmm. as is shown in the, the trailer, and it's a callback to uh, The Matrix. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that is definitely part of the movie, and ultimately, what we have is definitely like a parting um, gift, right? What we have is uh, a little bit of, um, you know, a continuation of the Matrix reunion with uh, Neo and Morpheus mm-hmm. in the second movie. We have it in the third movie, so I definitely recommend uh, watching this. This is definitely moving towards the realm, and if it wasn't already in the realm of a Hong Kong action movies of the 90s um with uh, chow yun fat um you know we're talking uh you know that era but you know even more hyper stylized and even more uh you know actiony and 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 with uh, lots of gunplay and martial arts it's all there and so. the next the next one we're going to find out that uh, john wick was han's brother <laughs> And then just to, just to tie that back into to, to the the F and you know, and we'll finally get justice for Han, you know. Hopefully, you know. So, but ultimately, um, it's it's a lot of fun. I can't I can't stress that enough. I, I mentioned one thing to to Roddy Cat. At one point, you sort of, and it's really towards the end of the movie, you sort of get a little desensitized to the violence, mm. but at the same time, it's like, whoa, that was pretty cool. So yeah, so you know, basically, that, it's a it's a pretty it's a it's an action flick because right, you get it's definitely a straightforward. Right, yeah. it's a straightforward action flick, but there's a, a couple of nice twists to the story, and you know uh, when you when you you know you you have a good time watching it. Yeah, and that's what it's all about having a good time. Clearly, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm gonna get to see that uh, sometime soon. Uh, but until then, let us get into this week's uh, comic book reviews, and we're going to start off with uh, War of the Realms number four. This is a big, well, I guess you could say this is a pretty big boot week for War of the Realm books, because uh, there's like four or five of them. No, it's like, wait, no, no, no. yeah, there's four of them, excuse me. It's kind of ridiculous, actually. What's the fourth one? Uh, Giant Man. Oh, Right. I did not read Giant Man. I apologize. Yeah, it's going through it. It's, uh, it is what it is. It's amusing. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, Water Realms number four, proper, the proper book. So it feels like, and then this is not that big of a surprise, but it feels like the main book is basically just feeding off into, into all of the other books at this point, which makes sense because all of the other books are kind of like, all right, if they haven't already started and gone through the mission, they're starting either this week or you know 
they, they've already ramped up and at some point so that's not that big of a surprise nor that big of a deal because you know like I said these event books that have a bunch of actually no I don't even think Secret Wars did all this much like this is just it's like the main book's just main focus is splintering off just like hey this is happening this is happening this is happening but all this is going on in other books for the most I mean part. my I, I definitely I definitely see that I think that really the main book is to just it's to help you keep pace yes with everything and let you know that all this stuff is happening in these other book you know in on these side missions but we really know the the big picture uh points you know the big picture uh, uh facts that we need to know are happening in the main book or at least they're showing them in the main book right so that at least you can still tell people if you want to just read the main story you can but it doesn't give you the entire picture it doesn't give you a full enough right. picture maybe that's a fair criticism yeah of of uh, what's going on because it feels like some stories some side missions are being um yeah, given like short said, shrift yeah like i said yeah just everything is just pretty much feed off into the whatever the other books right are going on so which it's it's kind of like oh you're back oh if you want to see what happened make sure you read this 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 and this right and then of course the other books have have to do this little bit little bit of lifting in that well okay we're starting off here and then it touches them to the point where you get to it in the main book and sometimes it either stays there or skip to another part or even another book which is in, in, mm. in the case of a you know skips a couple of now you skips around to a, a couple of issues uh in the case of at least one of them this week uh, in fact, the next one we'll probably get into will probably be the one. So, that being said, um, as I as I said in my notes, the war report rages on, which is basically the allusion to everything, all the other stuff going on in other books. And then, of course, we got this nice little um, thing with um, Freya and Odin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them being themselves and... Okay, so when this started, we got to we saw a point where oh, something might have happened to Odin, and that didn't happen because he came back, and he's still hurt, but he came back again in this issue, um, with a little help from 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 our mortal friends to help out his right. wife, who had undergone a change himself, and sorry about that. That's okay, and this issue sees them getting to a place where we don't know. I'm going to assume that they're all right, but you know, you never can tell. Like sometimes they'll throw the okie doke and be like, "Oh yeah, this happened," and yep, they're, they're they've been dealt with. Right. So I've mentioned before that this is an updated version of uh, a big storyline that um, Walt Simonson did in his uh, seminal run on Thor that involved Surtur invading um, Earth. And, you know, and a couple of other um, high points of Simonson's run and, you know, defending the bridge. This is definitely reminiscent of the executioners, you know, holding the bridge at the River Joel, um, you know, the, 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 the river that borders um, in Norse mythology, um, hell and uh, the rest of, um, you know, basically the edge of Niflheim. Right. So Possibly alluded to in Ragnarok. Right. So... Um, 
Well, I mean, yeah, it's referenced in Ragnarok yeah. because of uh, because of what the what the visuals are. But ultimately, um, what we have are Odin and Freya. You know, the you know supposedly doing their last stand, yep, but we don't they, know. Yeah, they that's are what. Right, that's what that's what uh, exactly. That's what Roddy is really referring to. So we don't know if their last stand is truly their last stand. So um, we'll see. It's teased, but we don't know anything about what happens in the aftermath. Right, and like I said, we have, this has happened uh, once, a, another time in this in this very event, to where mm-hmm. it seemed like actually a couple of characters kind of went out a certain way and then ended up not being the case. So, but we shall see. Right. Um, I, I had a good time reading this. That's why, yeah, you know, here. this was a, a candidate of, for a click of the week for me because what what is it? Six, it's a six issue limited series or is it more? Actually, I'm not sure. Um, that sounds right. Because I figure most of the stuff lately has been like nine, but I can't see this going that long. Well, let's, Let let's find out real quick. Let's check the indicia. Uh, I know. Fact checking kills podcasts. Ah! That's what they always say. That's funny. Or that's what I keep hearing people say. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) You know, this makes me wish. Even though my my uh, my uh, sound effects are on the fritz lately, I, I I don't actually have the 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 final jeopardy sound uh, uh sound effect so mm. well, i got this one right. but we don't have the final jeopardy so you know the do do yeah no while we're doing while we're doing our fact checking like wait a second this is gonna bug us bug the hell out of us for six. a while so yeah it is six uh-huh. i thought i wasn't pulling that number out of my you know out of a hat so mm-hmm. Um, that's actually you know. the shortest event in the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, the the the, the minis are making it that much bigger, but not as far as the main stuff is concerned, right, 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 right. No, that is definitely true. So, okay, so yeah, so it's this is turning the corner basically, um, and it's still firing, you know, like it's supposed to. So it's just a matter of okay are, are you going to invest the time to you know into some of these uh, side side uh, books or mm-hmm. to see if you can get everything out in the main books which you kind of can right but as we mentioned earlier it's just not going to be the full experience right and uh, it's if anything, it really will. You know, the the story is good enough that it will entice you into buying or at least looking into some of the uh, miniseries and offshoots and tie-ins. Yeah, and as you're about to find out, and uh, as we've kind of sort of mentioned the last couple of weeks, I guess we can since we've run that one out, we can keep up and go to the rest of them. There are a couple of books that are decent enough to check out, and then there's some that's like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, it's still open to interpretation. Uh, so, that being said, if we're done with that, we can get to the next one, which is War of the Realms, Strike Force, The War Avengers. Uh, none of these books, I don't think, are in, in any particular order, because they kind of kind of bleed in, in and out of each other, I mean, in and out of, between the main book and, and each other, sort of. Because I think there's even one of these books that kind of like touches on stuff in the main book and touches on stuff in the one. As a matter of fact, I think this one does. 
What I was going to say is, I think la- the the previous uh, Strike Force book mm-hmm. read a lot better than this one in terms of how it fit into the miniseries. That's fair. I, I don't know if the if the lead into this book said you should read this before you get to War of the Realms four. I think this would that would have been better. It did. I don't think it did actually because I. I tried to look. As a matter of fact, I've been trying to look for all of these and see if they have that in them, and I don't think I've seen it on e- any of them. Right. But I, you can. I, but, but you I, once you start reading, you be like, okay, well, you kind of know where this falls in. Right. But I definitely think that the previous um, the previous Strike Force book read a lot better and fit in a lot more seamlessly than this one does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also uh, it's also because um, this one kind of requires reading before you get to number four. Yes, um, because it makes a lot more sense once you've read this and then you jump into four because something happens in four that happens uh, in this book and essentially this is another Strike Force team uh, quote unquote the War Avengers that Carol is leading the um, uh, Captain Marvel is leading you might and... say this is a front line but it's not necessarily right this is basically the well it kind of is because this is basically the home front crew while everybody else is doing you know their side secret missions mm-hmm. you know these are the folks that are basically trying to keep keep the ball in play to use a sports analogy right um led by one Carol Danvers so you know not to be confused with the war doctor like Doctor Who but you know that's that's neither here nor there um it's a it's an interesting crew to say the least <laughs> it's like it, feel, it, it almost feels like well here's almost Here's everybody else that we didn't pick for any other crew. And we'll throw them in, 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 into this in, into this one. So. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a military theme to this. Well, yeah, they, they even would, make, a, they make a reference to it. So. Yeah, well, yeah, specifically, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I tried to see if it's like, well, okay, are these supposed to be representative of... No, because they don't have an iron person. So that can't be just like, is this supposed to be kind of a resonant sensation of like, say, the MCU Avengers or something like that? But that's not really the case. Kind um, of like a twisted version. I gotcha. Yeah, but because like, so there's no Iron Man and there's no Shield Bearer. Well, they have they have uh, what's called they have Deadpool running around in a suit of armor for a little while. Well, yeah, he's um, in a mech, but I'm not sure if that. But he and Black Widow was doing that, so I'm not sure if that counts. Right. Uh, and then, of course, they got the Hulk, Hulk Vereen dude, the, which I'm like, okay. I get Hulk Vereen! <laughs> so. Uh, Who needs sound effects? I can just, you know, freestyle yeah. on that, you know. And then Venom, but, which. Um, right. And then Venom, which that gets to a certain point that goes back into the, the main book in. Actually, it was. Actually, three and four, because I think. So they end up going to England, which I think that was in three. And right. that whole part where they get where Malakas gets the uh, the Albini blade and uh and deals with Venom is kind of between three and four. So, right, so that's why I mentioned earlier that this would have been a lot easier to read had I not read War of the Realms four first. Right. Yeah. 
but it was okay. You know, it was it was you know it was for what it is. It, it definitely fills in a lot of gaps and shows you some some funny interactions between Deadpool and Namor of all people. Yeah, um, and that was the other thing that got me. I was like, well, you you kind of wondered if he was going to have a place in this whole thing or not. And or is this it? I'm I'm assuming this is it because he's got, obviously got his other things going on in the in invaders. In and I think we even questioned whether that stuff's going to get preemptive by preempted by this, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound like it is. Or at least for the most part, because I'm mean, like because his section was like up first and then, right. So I don't know. That's that's a that's a weird one right there. Right, but ultimately, uh, it's it's worth reading if you're in on this event. This is still worth reading. Kinda, yeah. Kinda. Like I said, like we said about the first, the, the the main book, it's not giving you that much. It is filling us in some stuff that from that's kind of got uh, brought up in the main book, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. You don't necessarily need to read this to 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 get that stuff. Right. Oh, you don't need it to get what's going on. That's right. not what. Like, we're, hey, that's you want to know? Not what I mean. Right. Yeah. If you want to know how they came together, then this pretty much gets you there. But uh, you know. Because I don't think this one, this is probably the one group that didn't get called out or that didn't get touched on in the main book as to say, hey, we need you to get a team together, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I guess you could say that about a couple of the books uh, from this week, now that I think about it. So, yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty decent addendum to the, the main book, but not strictly necessary. Um, oh, and Carol quoted Wu-Tang. That in itself was um, was pretty amusing. So I would like to point that out. Oh, and the art—we talked about the art before the show. So there's there there is some spots where the, um, the art looks like a pretty a classic looking Avengers uh, book, but it's in spots. As uh, Agent Seventy said, it's like well they're they're rotating artists, so it kind of you know goes kind of back and forth with the weirdest of times. Like, normally they would be like, well, this person's handling flashbacks, this person's doing future stuff. In this book, you can't really tell. It's like, well, this person's doing well. I'm going to do these panels, and you do this panel, and... Right, and what I was going to say is it seems like the first half of the book is one set of artists and the second half is another set that's really what it breaks down to mm. except for even in that though a couple of pages seem like it kind of they, they right. broke it down a little bit more for whatever reason like maybe one artist was like hey could you give me a hand on this or something it may mm-hmm. not been the case but right it seemed that way so it's nothing that's going to take you strictly out of it but it is noticeable to put it that way all right, so um, do you read any more? You said you read the Spider-Man one, right? Yep. Okay, so we'll get to that one, and then um, I'll briefly talk about the last one. Uh, Water Realm, Spider-Man, and the League of Realms, number one. This was... Um, I kind of skimmed this one, admittedly. I, I did kind of go back and read it somewhat, but I was like, you know, I after those last couple of books, I kind of was like... Uh, you kind of War of the Realmed out? A little bit. <laughs> but don't come. Nice. Um, but yeah, kind of the... So I figured I'd just skim through it and see if there's anything pressing into this. And Spider-Man gets the team together, which this is, I think, is one of those books that didn't necessarily get uh, foretold out of the main book that I remember. 
because um, like I said, there's been there's been specific times in the main book where it's like, hey, you get this team together and you go do whatever or something like that. And this one, I don't recall this being the case, but we come to find out that um, Thor wants Spidey to take a group of um, group of folks. Which it's probably good that you read four before this because some of the events kind of take place in the mid. Uh, well, in the midst of it, right? Right. So, right. So, for anyone that had been reading um, the Jane Foster Thor run, uh, there was a point in time where. Uh, there was a team formed called the League of the Realms that had uh, new characters joining up with Thor um, to kind of represent uh, each uh, or at least the majority of the ten realms. Not all ten were, were represented because I don't think there are any angels from heaven um, on the And they're on the not team. on the side of good in this one anyway. But, um, no, but, uh, yeah, and uh, I, th- I think it's all the allied realms, right? If, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, these same characters are brought back in this uh miniseries, I think it's a three issue miniseries, and uh, Spidey's put in charge to, to uh, take on the angels in heaven from heaven that are uh occupying uh most of Africa and. The team is sent to Lagos, or, or uh, in Nigeria, and um, as usual, some superheroing ensues. But you know, against Spidey's instincts, he actually goes and doesn't necessarily start with the punchy punchy and the kicky kicky to, uh, to 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 try to get um, some resolution to this. But obviously, there's still two more issues in this, so we're going to get some of that at least, right? And yeah, and this issue didn't go by without a hitch or three. So Spidey didn't get his wish fully. Right. Well, you know, there's the attempt. Right. And ultimately what we find is that not all of the supposed angels are on board with the uh, with the invasion and the, and the goals of the invasion. So we will see how this particular miniseries plays out. And um, see, I'm glad oh. you knew who, who these people were because I, I figured it, they were ginned up for this book. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. So no, they de- they definitely uh, come from a, a period of time with um, you know that you know in Jason Aaron's uh, Thor run. They're not. They're not from the recent, like, say, year and a half. It might be two years plus. It might be going on two years ago when the League of the Realms was active. Right. Okay. Cool beans. Um, well, with that, we got one more book to go in the World Realms stuff, and I'll do this one real quick because you said you did not check it out. Um, Water Realms Giant Man number one. So, if that name sounds kind of familiar... Kind of should, especially if you've seen the mm-hmm. cover. But yeah, it's basically Freya asks Scott Lang to put a team together or to meet with some other folks and uh, go to the most dangerous place in the world, Florida. Ah! Actually, that's not, well, that's, it was something like that she said, but it was like, I kind of embellished a little bit on it. But, so yeah, was, uh, but he and his crew, uh, I would call them the A-team, but they're, they're not all... all 
enhanced size. So they were supposed to in, infiltrate. Uh, a they're the show. they're the particle team. Yeah, basically, um, they're to uh, infiltrate a frost giant camp, which is just so happens to be in Florida, which makes kind of a lot of sense if you think about it. But um, so and the team is made up of Scott Lang, Ant Man, um, Raz, whatever his name, Giant Man. Who comes from Ant Man's last? Raz Malhotra. Thank you. Who comes from basically Atlanta, uh, uh, um, Scott's last run? Um, and then we have Atlas, who is basically a bad guy, or was a bad guy. It's Thunderbolts. Yes, from the Thunderbolts. And last but not least, folks, um, the nephew. Of one Bill Foster. What's up, nephew? Yes. So, in, in, in Goliath Gear, and as you would suspect, they get along swimmingly. It's Tom Foster, by the way. Yes, it is Tom Foster. He's carrying on the mantle of Bill Foster. And a little bit of attitude at that, but um, which comes up. So, so, needless to say, when Scott's involved with a crew and the the, the the crew that if you know anything about them or not it kind of goes off like it kind of sounds off there is a little bit of misadventure and it doesn't quite go (laughs) 100% well as they get into some stuff but um, it was amusing to say the least I I would say and there was there was one part that actually one part one one character kind of called attention to and I thought about it myself in a similar vein but at the same time oh no I'm just skimming this, and, and they're like, "Reach for the stars, little man." Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> that part was that part was a trip. No. I was like, because yeah, because uh, like so, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, okay, how I would like to see the story of how he even got involved with this, like, because clearly he has not been, you know, and and exactly, he was like, is he going to end up like his uncle? Don't. Oh no! I don't want that to happen. Like no, he seemed like he has a chip on his shoulder, but don't let it happen. That's funny. Rip Bill Foster. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it till 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 the heavens fall. Anyway, um, so yeah, and they go on this mission. It doesn't go quite as well, and they get in some issues with each other and the mission. So it's like I said, it's, it's an amusing one. Um, I I can't say whether it's going to be worth picking up or not, but. And as a matter of fact, I think this might be the one that has not been called um, essential. Yeah, this has not been called in the uh, in the main issue. So I, I dare say you probably don't necessarily have to, because at least with the first two, well, the Spider-Man was not necessarily also, but that's when it starts to the blackest gets blurred and it's like, well, this stuff is not even getting called into the main issue, so therefore it can't be that important. So. At your own risk, I'm pretty sure when they put the the, the trade out of um, of World of Realms, I can only imagine how, how that's going to look and what order they're going to put this in. You know, they'll have all the stuff in there, but eh. I'm just skimming this, and the concept is hysterical. Yeah, it's 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 kind of funny. I'm like, okay, I uh, yeah, I, I see I see why they got put together. I get it, but at the same time. <laughs> Like you couldn't find. That's funny. Like, you couldn't find another way to do this, huh? 
That's funny. So. Alrighty. But that. Uh, so Moving now we can on. move on to other stuff. Uh, as President Bartlett would say. Exactly. Well, I guess we can stick to the Marvel train for a second. Um, I know you read them. You had to have. Actually, I can look because you did put it in here. What's that? Amazing Spidey. Yep. Amazing Spidey. Um, Spider-Man number 21. Right. So we're talking about the latest chapter of this uh, hunted storyline. The penultimate chapter, looks like. Uh, yeah, because there's no more .hu issues in the interim. There's just one more issue mm-hmm. in this. So, um... I feel like it seems like this is going to get rushed, but I, I can't say that. I obviously can't say that because we don't know how this that next issue is going to be. My understanding, I think there's an epilogue issue okay. that's not part of the miniseries proper. I mean... sure. When push comes to shove, when there's a trade paperback, I'm willing to bet there's probably going to be, you know, that's probably going to be included mm-hmm. in the in the copy. But I was surprised to see some of the events in this issue um, as they uh, as they unfolded. Uh, where we left off was um, arcade, um, basically causing um, a crazy mutation within uh, Vermin, causing him to multiply. And uh, spoiler alert, in this issue, um, it's funny, the spoiler bell is one of the few sound effects that always comes through really loud. Uh Um, uh, What we have is, you know, I was very surprised to see Vermin kind of overwhelm Spidey in this, even with, you know, in his weakened state. Right. Um, Still very surprised to see it happen. Um, And, you know, we have... Uh, Craven come out and 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 take control of that situation because it's not what he was planning on seeing, and it was very um, apropos to see the font from uh, Craven's last hunt return. Mm-hmm. You know, with the uh, um, the text boxes and uh, the color, the coloring behind them, and the font. Uh, anyone who's familiar with that story will spot that immediately. Yes. And again, right after that happens with Craven, what happens? And and it doesn't get called to fully again. Oh, you mean with the costume? Yeah. Ultimately, what we're dealing with that. here... Well, I mean, what we're dealing with here is, you know, a character that doesn't care about secret identities. He's just like, that's my target. He's the spider. I suppose. But uh, actually, wait, did he know? Did he know it then? I'm trying to remember now. I don't think about it. When he buried him? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think he cared. Yeah. You know, he's not one, you know, it's not one of those, uh, you know, I know, I know your uh, secret identity, so I'm going to go after your family. If, if you recall, um, in the first, in, you know, in Craven's last hunt, um, it's so, it sounds so weird to, to refer to it that way, right? Yes, yeah, the first one um, is his last The first hunt, last yes. hunt, right? Um, <laughs> the initial story, um, uh, Mary Jane wasn't in any sort of danger from Craven. Right. So... Uh, it's not, or you know, neither was Aunt May, neither was anybody else. This was this was strictly between Spider-Man and Craven. So right. I think that's where this is still all emanating from. But I still uh, feel like something could come out up from that after the this. Sim- 
Right. I was about to say simply because there's more characters involved. Because now we have this son, quote unquote son, the the genetic uh, uh, copy of Craven running around. So mm-hmm. that may become a future story point. Um, what's funny is that uh, Kurt Connor still doesn't know. You know, he doesn't remember. Right. Uh, you know they keep up the they keep up the um, the facade here. You know in this issue, um, what it comes down what this issue comes down to though is a choice. Once Spidey's kind of back in Craven's clutches, um, a choice that he has to make in conjunction with uh, Kurt Connors. And Kurt Connors thinks that there's really only one way to go about um, rescuing his son, rescuing the black cat, getting everybody out of um, the Central Park hunting grounds. Which is still weird. That whole part was still weird. Because it's like, well, Spidey, here's your lesson, here's your test, and you got to do this, and here's, you know, you're going to pass, fail. You know, I saved you from Venom so you could do this, and, you know... I don't. I mean, not Venom. Uh, um, Vermin. Excuse Vermin. Me. But yeah. like, so you could do this. I'm sitting here like, well, wait. Are you okay? I, I get you want to toy with him a little bit, but that's like that whole part there was like, oh, okay. I'm hoping there's going to be more to pay, more of a payoff to this than right than just hey, I'm gonna screw with you for a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, I'm, I'm gonna make a man out of you, like the like the the Disney song says, I guess. Which I've still not seen a movie of, so I don't even know why. Was that Mulan? You just quoted Mulan. Yes, I did. (laughs) I have never seen the movie, but yeah, I can quote that for some stupid reason. That is funny as hell. All right, I know some Disney folks who 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 love that song. So that's funny. But yes, so um, (laughs) no, but 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 as we were saying, it this may I I don't know if. Uh, Amazing Twenty Two is going to be exercised because it yeah. feels like you uh, you would need a larger than normal issue to cover all the story. I think that's going to be uh, wrapped up because right. just bear in mind before we wrap up the, our our discussion on the book, we have all the villains that are kind of getting the upper hand on the uh, robotic avatar hunters. Yeah, you know, they're the, all striking back. Right, right, they're all striking back. You've got Craven. And Spidey, and you've got Craven's son, and Black Cat, and, and you've got Vulture. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. That's the. Those are the villains. Striking I know, but I'm just saying. Part. But yeah, but Vulture thinks his part is bigger than what he actually knows. It. Right, right. Uh, but so still, it's, it's a lot to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and that's that. Which is why I'm saying, this is like, I'm hoping some of this pays off. Um, because that's gonna. I don't know. Right, I mean, the build-up to this was good, and some of the execution early on was good because they gave uh, some of the characters room to breathe in those .hu issues. Right. But as you mentioned, we're only we're we're, we're in the penultimate uh, issue, and we're not sure how this is all going to wrap in a single issue uh, next month. So hopefully, with any luck, it's a double-sized, or there's going to be a lot more uh, happening in an epilogue issue. Hmm. So I'm looking. Oh, I'm cheating just slightly. What's that? Um, because I'm looking at Comicsology. Oh, you're looking at like the previews for the next issue? Uh, yeah. It says 32 pages. That's extra size. Mm-hmm. 
and then Fallout from The Hunted, but it doesn't have a page count on that one, so... Right, so that's what, if I recall correctly, looking at the solicits and looking at the previews for the next few months, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain, like I said, I didn't pull that out of thin air. I think I did read that they're going to do some sort of uh, aftermath type stuff. Right, which is, yeah, something like what well, that, 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 uh, the issue after that will be. So hopefully, yeah, I think things turn out well, because that would be kind of disappointing. You get all this. You get all this nice build up, and it just goes. Yeah. Well, the hope. Is or that- at the very least, it's it, it ends that, and maybe some brings it up sometime again. I mean, you kind of would hate that, but right. I would prefer that. Like, okay, we get to, we got a fine point here, and it's going to bring it up later on as as something else or something. Right. Yeah. Just hoping they stick the landing. Basically. Um, moving right along. Moving right along. It's just a day about us. Okay, um, what we got next? What's, um, what do you have? Oh, let us do Guardians. All right. And then, because, yeah, because I probably got one or two, actually, it's like we got one more book between us and probably go rapid fire. Um, so apparently what we thought happened, it wasn't going to happen. Well, or it didn't happen. Spoiler alert. Ah! So, we thought uh, the body count was, what was it, five? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's it's not five, it's four. Because apparently, um, uh, Core didn't bite it. Star-Lord actually learned something from his previous experience with Gamora, a.k.a. Requiem. Yes. So... That being the case, he's still alive. You can take his name off the board, unless something happens later on and, and they, they kill him for real, which I doubt it because that'd be that they, they've spent that up. Right. <laughs> they've spent right. that. Uh, but in this issue, I am happy to say that one, I'm right. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, because we get to find out. Well, one, I think this is the end of this. Um, I dare say this is this may be the end of this arc. Yeah. Uh, going into the next one but we also find out um uh what happened to thanos or or basically the thanos part coming that part felt like it was like did they rush that or something or no there's one more issue well no but it seemed like to me that would have happened like next issue oh you mean the actual reference well we don't know yet right we don't know what's happening but yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. It's teased. It well, that's it feels a little bit more than teased, but you're right. You're right. It could be a, a kind of a swerve. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's teased. So you're right. So so as Roddy Cat was alluding to, you know, what he thought was happening was the conclusion of this arc, but there's actually um on the last page a to be concluded um uh, note at the end of the book. So there's one well, yeah, more issue in the story arc. Right. Um when it comes to the possible rebirth of Thanos. And um, there's a couple of really good beats in this book. Um, uh, you know, first, let's go back to, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of, um, in, you know, let's go back in order. And we have the reappearance of one Lockjaw. I know, right? Which you would think just came out of nowhere. And, and my first my first uh, thought was, wait, is this a pet Avengers thing? No, it's a death of the Inhumans. Thing uh, yeah, they, they referenced that little yeah um, uh, uh, right after that. Right, because of where Beta Ray Bill had been before this, because he was with them. 
he was with the Inhumans on that mission. So, however, but I think there was a Pet Avengers um, reference later on because uh, Lockjaw brings up Rocket. Oh, right. But yeah, but I was thinking, I was like, wait, was Betty Ray Bill on on? But he, again, that part gets explained. Right. So ultimately, it's a pretty cool moment. Um, it's nice that he literally has a dog whistle right. um, to to call Lockjaw when he needs him. Um, it's kind of, Convenient. you know, I know I, what I was going to say. It's kind of, uh, it kind of sucks that uh, the, uh, Thor powers have become not neutered because I hate to use, keep using dog references, but, um, you know, Thor, the, you know, the, the, the hammer and hammers of Thor and all the Thor, you know, related hammers have been depowered over, you know, they've been given seemingly various yeah. powers and, and also been depowered, uh, you know, as, as, as necessary, they've you know, basically when, been deemed necessary. What's that? They've basically been baselined. To a point. Right. What? Right. But but ultimately, you know, there was a the reason what 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 I'm referring to is the ability for uh, the hammers to uh, travel interdimensionally or right. inter, you know, or to teleport, and you know, it's kind of funny to see someone who's wielding one of the hammers with most of the original enchantments in place. Um, having to call on uh, uh, on somebody else to help with teleporting. Yeah, I, you know what? I thought about that too because I was like, "Wait, couldn't Stormbreaker do a portal?" And but then I was like, "Okay, I didn't, I didn't think about it that hard or something." All right. Well, I mean, like I said, ultimately, you know, like the 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 writers, uh, the writers power it up as they see fit, and you know, depending on continuity, they sometimes stick to it. So, mm. you know, they took away they took away that power from Mjolnir a long time ago, but I can't remember if Stormbreaker had it when uh, Bill initially got it. Right. He, I thought he did. I thought he did, but I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and reread. But. Mm. Um, but in any event, that's one you know that's one one thing that that pops up. The second thing that pops up is that uh, you know Gamora is in the hands of um, the Dark Guardians, and uh, the Dark Guardians basically report to Star Fox. And there's a great moment that involves uh, the Asgardian Death Goddess and one Strontian, aka Kalark. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty. Uh, you know, you know, we're talking about Gladiator from um, the uh, the Imperial Guard, and yeah. uh, that was pretty. That was pretty epic to see that. I saw that. I was like, wait, could that actually happen? Because I, I, you know, any most of the other times you see guard, guard, uh, Gladiator, I was like, wait, you usually fighting X Men and really all, not necessarily um, um, all powerful, but you know, he's usually pretty um, powerful. But I would way. argue. I would argue that he has the same weakness weaknesses as uh, Superman. Other than you know, like his thing is you know he has to be uh, what self confident, right? In order to be super strong, he probably has a weakness to magic as well. Well, yeah, I suppose so because yeah, because the, the confidence thing was yeah that was called out, but yeah, 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 indistinguishable as, as magic. I dig that. So you know. Like yeah. magic is just magic is just one of the weaknesses, you know. You see Superman get chopped up by magic all the time, so which is why he hates magic, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. So that, was, that you know that was a that was a pretty cool moment because it was a nice splash, 
um, well rendered and just like, whoa, that's yeah. Cool. I'm like, well, dang, it's not a body count, but it's it's <laughs> right. you got taken that taken off the table, right? And um, um, and and also uh, some uh, an action sequence that doesn't turn into much of a sequence with the cosmic ghost rider. You're just like, oh wait, that actually makes some sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because at first, like, wait, did he just go? Like, no, that can't probably. She didn't just kill him, but then, all right, she, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she just made him subservient because at the, at his heart, he's still exactly, know. exactly. So okay, yeah, and that made sense. And then, like I said, we get to the the possible revelation because I think that actually still is going to hold next next issue though. The the mm-hmm. the, the revelation of um, Thanos. Right and his and the way he's coming back, which is still, I don't know stuff like that, is kind of is a groan inducing because it's like really, because mm-hmm. it almost just amounts to the same situation as uh, Doc Ock taking over its um, uh, Spidey body. It's not the right. same thing, but still, just it just fills up that alley. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, really? That's that's how you do this? Okay. We'll see how it eventually plays out, but it definitely sounds like that's where it's going. Right, and and if it does definitely go off like it did, and that is and that's the way it plays out, then one we're losing one person to get another person, which is probably just as well because that person hadn't really been doing anything in years, right? Of note, so and I can't imagine it's like, well, you know, he's he's expendable. <laughs> and if they ever decide to bring him back, it probably won't be on Avengers. And right, for whatever other reason. So that's that. And um, yeah, look at whatever happens next. Oh, and the one thing I hadn't noticed this whole time was that Star Fox was sitting in the chair that looks like Professor Xavier's um, chair from the from the nineties X Men. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, I just it just it took me that long to realize realizes that. I'm like, okay. Poor thing took a ride. Anyway, so that's that. Um, uh, what was that? Guardians of the Galaxy number five. I shall just write that down. So next up on the list. Wait, did you read Justice League? Nope. I did not have a chance. Okay, because I was about to say, since we brought up Superman, that would have been the thing to do. But, eh. Um, pardon uh, the last book between us looks to be Immortal Hulk. So let's hit that book up real quick. Um, and I feel like I think you said something earlier about um, forgetting what's what's going on in this book because it comes out monthly, right? And I kind of get that because <laughs> it's like because it's like. Okay, yeah, things have been happening, but this is one of the few books that's actually monthly. So, you know, with as many books coming out bi-weekly and all this other stuff, it's kind of easy to forget that you have a book coming out once per month, and it's easy just, to forgettable. I was about to say, just remember, ladies and gentlemen, we have to read a lot of comics. Yeah, well, um, we choose to. Right. Not not that we, you know, not that we have to, but in order to keep up with the demands of the show, we actually right. do read a lot of comics. Indeed. So... We do once in a while have lapses of memory. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, yeah, and sometimes to catch up on stuff to get current, we have to read a, a good bit, right? So, so 
Or we, we, we choose to so we can keep current. Right, so where we left off in the last issue, just to catch everyone up, in, in, in the last issue of Immortal Hulk, previously on Immortal Hulk. Right. Um, the Hulk had basically been ambushed by um, the, the folks behind Shadow Base. He was bushed. And um, he had been uh, exposed to uh, basically artificial daylight. And, you know, he had been he's basically running around in Banner's body, but unbeknownst to the folks behind Shadow Base and, and Channel us. 14. I'm sorry. And to us. And to us. Well, until the last uh, the right. last page of the last issue, the, 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 the cliffhanger page revealed that um, spoiler alert for anyone that actually didn't read that yet. <laughs> the Joe Fixit persona is in charge of Banner's body. Which I'm sitting here like, how sway, how? Like, Listen, was- this is a horror. This is a horror book, and all it. the twists, all the twists and turns that uh, Al Ewing is putting into this book, I'm okay with. I'm like, wait, you know what? The persona wants to come out, but the rest of it doesn't want to play. Fine. And that part, I yeah, I kind of get, especially given some of the abominations that we've seen in past issues. Um, oh, no pun intended. <laughs> it actually that was not intended. But um I noticed that because you didn't have like that, you know, you weren't ready to like hit the, you know, you know, to, to hit the like, smirk ah, or the ah, Yeah, you weren't smiling or anything. I was like, no, he did not mean that one. Nah, I got a call that one. That one. Yeah, that one that one was a, a free range. Uh but um so yeah, that being the case, I'm like, yes, there's been some weird stuff going on. It's, I I I would still maintain that this volume has been great. I mean, yes, there's been one, two issues that that might have been a little slow, but even then, those there's been some good in those issues. But it is getting. Well, actually, I'm not gonna say it's getting to the point to where I'm not still not sure where this is going, which is probably a good thing, right? Because you still want to see where this is going if it's going somewhere. This is basically one, this is basically one of those. Hey, enjoy the ride. Type books. There's, there's really no way to know at this point what exactly because yeah they're getting at yeah I mean he could be going nowhere but we're just going on a ride that, that just so happens he may know where he's going to go but it's going to take him a while to get there mm-hmm. which is fine because you know hey there are a lot of books that start and end very quickly <laughs> so it's so, it's refreshing to get a book that's going to just keep on going with the same story and not change volumes. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, what we've we got, hope, we hope that it's not right, going to happen. Right. What we've got in this issue is, you know, Bushwhacker, who has uh, kind of made a resurgence in this, in this, in this, in the pages of this book, uh, is going after uh, Bruce at the behest of um, General Fourteen, and you know the 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 Shadow Base team, and they're basically telling uh, Bushwhacker, "Come on, just take him out, take him out, take him out. Stop playing with your food." But he's he's basically getting his craving the hunter on with and slightly, you know, slightly off right, the deep the, end. Right. What I was going to say is, but the tables get turned because of Joe Fixit being mm-hmm. in charge, and there's a couple of great. Um, moments where wait he's stronger than he looks and wait a second i guess those aren't plastic there's a couple of great lines um, <laughs> right in this um and 
some of it is a little, you know, there, there's a, there, there's a bit of action and adventure involved because we do have, um, you know, this group chasing down uh, Bruce Banner in their complex, and he's trying to find a way to turn the tables, and he has to use both um, his cunning and, um, and and Bruce Banner's intellect to um, to make that plan work. Um, couple of things did you notice that the pencil had the word key the name keown on it like dale keown and up written upside down oh no i didn't notice that but so i think i saw he, that somewhere he else doesn't, in the he doesn't use the pencil as john wick though um <laughs> bring, it, bring it all the way back he does not use the pencil as john wick he uses men. it in the much more traditional sense right 50 men with a pencil <laughs> Who does such exactly? <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um yeah, so so ultimately, uh without spoiling too much, uh Banner does make a way and we will see what happens in the next issue. Yes, there is a turnabout. We're as we're left with a pretty interesting cliffhanger that ties together a couple of things that we've seen in the last few issues um, related to Shadow Base's activities. Yes, and, you know, given what has happened sporadically in this volume, there are some of um, friends and or foes of uh, the Hulk has com- have uh, come back out to play at times, and this one would be no exception. Right. So. Right, right, right. Oh, it's, you know, listen, this is... It's hard to 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 really express how different this book is sometimes. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some issues that are a little bit more superhero smackdown type uh issues, but those are actually relatively few and far in between. Yeah, and then we, there's, and there's the one that are pretty much more narrative driven but still are just as effective. Right, and this one is a little bit of a mix of both. Uh, because of you know because of the revelations towards the end of the issue as well, hmm. so we shall see how this goes. Um, this is still one of those must read books. You know, you pick up and you kind of have to digest it sometimes, trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I would almost. I think we may have said that when this when this uh, when it started is like you might not be a fan of the Hulk. And you might, like myself, and I think pretty much most of us, know Al Ewing from some of his, I dare say, quite lighter stuff. This is a different right. departure for both of those. And you don't necessarily have to be a fan of the Hulk to get some enjoyment out of this. Mm-hmm. I would dare say if you're a horror fan, you might, or it's a suspense fan, you probably would get something out of this. Right. So, it, it, hits, a, it hits a few different layers. You don't Alrighty. necessarily have to know the Hulk's... It, it would help, but you don't necessarily have to know the Hulk's history because some of it kind of gets thrown in. Well, well, yeah, I was about to say, there's uh, deep cuts yes, that come there back. Yes, definitely. Um, but, you know, listen, in the age of Google, if you're reading this and you know all it takes is a couple of quick taps to figure out who that character was, sometimes that's all you need. True that. And speaking of quick taps, let us spin up the, the Vulcan. All righty, here we go. Rapid fire. Sound like a uh, car stalling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want some banana pudding. Um, so I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way because I can. I can one or two send us a lot of these. And boy, I read a good bit this week. 
Luckily, half of it was Mortal Water Realms, so that's out of the way. Uh, Teen Titans number 30. So, uh, after the events of last issue, the, the rest of the team finds out about Damien's little uh, secret prison, and, of course, what ends up happening. They split sides on what to do with it, um, and the fights break out. And what do you think would normally happen after that? They break up. That didn't happen. However, they did get a they did get a visitor just out of the blue. That's it, uh, of some relation to uh, one of the one of the team members. So I guess that's supposed to be breaking things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we don't. And Deathstroke, uh, his whereabouts are was mentioned, but whether it is what they say it is, who knows? Um. Well. Somebody would know. Uh, Justice League number 24. So apparently there's another kryptonite, except for it's not actual real, it's emotional. And and, and as I said in my notes, like uh, life beat you to that one, uh, Snyder. So, congrats on that one. But nevertheless, um, the lead's trying to get away from, from, from the bad Lois Lane. Batman's still doing his thing on, on over there on the side. Uh, seemingly joining the World Forger, while the the rest of the team escapes. Uh, Superman gets brought up for like a for like a couple of panels, and yeah, I don't know. Well, it actually, starts out with the Superman, but then they just kind of let that go. Mm-hmm. So there was something about that part I was going to mention. I can't remember uh, what it was, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, outside of the Kryptonite thing. But yeah, that's you know, like I said, this 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 issue is still not going to beat what was it twenty two where they had the the big exposition exposition dump, but it was all right. Uh, Star Wars number sixty six, and if you're thinking like I did, order sixty six, congratulations, you are a nerd. Um, but this has nothing to do with order sixty six. What this does have to do with, um, the 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 crew the crew is on um. Shoturan, they took over the, the the queen's palace, but the queen got wind of it, so now she's trying to take it back. Uh, the empire is trying to bombard the place, uh, trying to get the princess and possibly the the queen trios has some collateral damage. Um, the so we the, the queen and Leia gets to the fight. All they needed was some Street Fighter bars to go on top of them, but it didn't last that long. Um, there was a clear winner. You can pretty much imagine who it might be. Meanwhile, um, the, the, uh, Luke's trying to keep uh, R2 out of the hands of some radicals that want to blow up the planet, and that doesn't necessarily go as planned, so we leave the issue with uh, a possible meltdown on our hands. Uh, Star Wars Age of Rebellion Lando Carizion. Or as some would like to call him, Lando Charisma Ian. Yeah. I I just made it up. No one does that. Anyway, uh, so basically this is um, uh, one a uh, one shot. I think uh, Greg Parks is doing these books, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is basically one shot surrounding his acquisition of Cloud City. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is the early days of him getting. Uh, Cloud City and some stuff he's got to deal with, uh, and some dealings he had to um, to to get around and handle. Okay. 
Yeah, that's all I say. It's really that. Like I said, a lot of stuff is not really. There's not a, a lot of these one shots are not. They don't have a whole lot to them outside of just like eh, this is a story of stuff that it gives you a little bit more on. Hey, you want to know how Leia got that that uh, suit that she went to go rescue Han in? There's a story for that. You know, some of that stuff is actually good because you, you you can make some stuff around it. But some like these, it's like yeah, okay, it's just Lando being Lando, and he finds his way in and out of thing. So, tis what it is. Uh, next up. And Lobot is there, by the way, which Lobot does more talking here than he did during the course of Empire Strikes Back, which they still hadn't explained when that what why that happened. Okay, that's just me. The Star Wars to me just you know. uh, Transformers number five. Um, we may or may not have seen the last of the little robot, the um, or one of the little robots that has. Uh, been a slight focal point of this arc. We're not sure. However, we do get a nice little tete-a-tete between Bumblebee and Soundwave looking because uh, Bumblebee's maybe trying to get recruited into the, the Ascenticons or something or I don't know what's going on on that part, on that side. But there's a couple of things going on. Uh, brain, Brainstorm's funeral had happened and politics are still going on and you know so, some things happening here and there so it's still this the, the the story's still trucking the timing framing of this is still kind of interesting to me because it's not really clear but it seems like it's in the past but you know story still so far pretty decent there's, there has not been that much transformer as you dare say Mm-hmm. So if you're going in for transforming and Decepticons and Autobots, you're not really getting that in this one yet. That's all, that's all I'll say. Dark Side was. Um, and I believe that is it. I was reading, yeah, I, w- I was skimming through Ironheart number six um, while we were getting ready, but I didn't finish it, so that seemed like it's alright, I'll finish that up. It's Miles, this issue where Miles comes in, helps out Riri, or vice versa, I should say. Okay. Next, go for it. Alright, so it's my turn, and the first book I'm going to speak about is Batman number 71. Um, we are still in the midst of uh, Batman being broken, or about to be broken at the hands of Bane, and uh, I believe in issue 75 we're going to get to City of Bane. I think that's the upcoming story arc. Yep. So we are still in the midst of Batman being broken. That's where this issue is. This is going to read, I think, a lot better as a trade paperback. Um, Daredevil number five. Um Daredevil basically has to get bailed out of some very tough positions that he's putting himself in um, as a result of being less than 100%. We'll put it that way. He's definitely less than 100% um, when it comes to um, the, you know, what's going on in, in, in um, you know, in the book. He's uh, trying to go after... Um, some of the owls henchmen and uh things just don't go the way he wants them to because he's just not functioning well and he's bailed out by um a bunch of new avengers and when i say that i really do mean new avengers we're talking about 
um, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Power Man, and Spider Man. And uh, basically, they're telling him to uh, hang it up or at least take a chill for a little while, while, um, you know, to either let himself get better or just step out of the hero game for a little while. So that's a pretty uh, interesting twist for this issue. Uh, next up for me would be Uncanny. I'm catching up on issues of Uncanny X-Men. So this week was Uncanny X-Men number 18. I did not read uh, from two weeks ago Uncanny X-Men number 17, so I had to backtrack. Um, Uncanny 17 from two weeks ago had a very shocking revelation in it. Um, it's two weeks old. I'm still going to ring the spoiler bell. Um we actually had the death of Wolfsbane in issue number 17, and she goes out like a punk. It's very bad. It's very, very bad. Um, you know, and I hate to speak like that of, of such a, uh, a well-loved character who's been around for a very long time. Um, Not today. Right. No, she didn't get that part. Um, she was, yeah, she wasn't, she was definitely not uh, channeling her Arya Stark. Um but you know, in eighteen, we get the we get the fallout and the ramifications of that, and we also have a face off with uh, Mister Sinister. So there is a lot of things going on in this. Bear in mind that some of the news that dropped this week is going to impact how you read this run of Uncanny. That's really reading like a suicide mission um, until this run ends and the new reboot begins. And we'll be we'll have more on that um, in the news later. So. Um, Anyone who's reading this run of Uncanny now, it was interesting in the wake of Disassembled. Uh, not Disassembled. Um, was it Disassembled? Disassembled? Yeah, they did do a Disassembled. Yeah, they did do a Disassembled. It was interesting. Rosenberg had some great uh, issues in the wake of Disassembled. But now that we're running into the the tail end of the story, it's it's gotten to be a little less fun it's a lot more grim and it's not as interesting at this point um i'll be i'm more than welcome a reboot of the x-men franchise at this point i hate that it come to that because because i mean that it's come to that because books have been they've been doing that with books just for just for salt i don't know so like why would you need to do that now but we'll get into that all right so that's it for you right Yep, that's it. So, uh, you know, we got the clicks of the week. All right. Um, Okay, I didn't hear it. Oh, you didn't hear it? You can play it if you can find it. Uh, Nerd alert! That wasn't it, but whatever. Um, So, yeah, we got a couple from our absentee folks. Um, Dirt is the the six days hardcover. Um, that's a graphic novel, I'm assuming. I don't know what it's about because he didn't really leave much notes on it. And Tim's is Naomi number five, and I'm really, really curious as to why he's he's been giving this book the time. I shouldn't say that. That's not nice. Um, I'm curious to, to see what he sees in this book. Okay. Because it's a business book, but even though he has help this time as opposed to some of his other creations. Okay. Uh, so, which... It, which kind of gives me it's good that he sought help or somebody would be like hey help it, let, let us help you out for you make a fool of yourself again or something I doubt if it went down that way 
But um, I'm curious about it. Plus, I think this issue, if I'm not mistaken, is supposed to have some revelation about her place in the the uh, DC universe. Okay. And may even have something to do with uh, a crisis or two or something. I'm not sure. I thought I saw it in the the flavor text. Uh, so which leaves? I get. Well, you got yours already, right? Which is mine is War of the Realms number four. Yes. Um, well, I can see that one. That's, yeah. Um, I'm, hmm. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm actually, I mean, I, I, that's a consideration for, for myself. Um, cause there's been a couple of other de- decent books this week, but I figured that's the bigger one in scope. Which I mean, you doesn't have to give it to it for that. Immortal Hulk was good, you know. Well, I really like. There was a couple of scenes in War of the Realms that you know that really that I really enjoyed. Um, surprisingly, Guardians was actually a close one. Um, yeah, that was for a me good one too. And like I said, because it's the potential of me being right about that one, which maybe that's nothing to brag about. Because another thing about it is like, okay, that's probably that was probably calculated. <laughs> right. for, it, for it to turn out better so let me not un, until it sticks and it actually means something right I mean the last thing I read this week was um, uh, Uncanny mm-hmm. and that just made me annoyed so that really made War of the Realms that much more appealing I was gonna say it was like you know what don't even bother reading Uncanny no more they're about to, they're about to redo everything screw it but nah I don't know it's, it's probably something still to it or hopefully it, it'll at least go out in a good way right which I don't know um, you know what? War of Realms number four. Screw it. Because <laughs> actually, because I because the more I think about it, it's like you, you know what the part with uh, especially with the uh, Freya and Odin, right? As they as they were going through the last time was 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 pretty funny. All <laughs> right. After five thousand years, you finally done it. <laughs> exactly. Like, one minute. What did I do? Like, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, it was a pretty interesting exchange. Yes. Which a lot of that stuff has been for quite a while, you know, but it, it is what it is. And then with that, folks, we go into, or well, we're going to go into an ad read. Right. Our first ad read of the night is for Blue Apron. So uh, Blue Apron brings uh, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes uh, and delivers them weekly to your door. It's a meal delivery service. Um, skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with blue apron always shipped free right to your home and now the listeners of the click nation's comic book chronicles can get 30 dollars off your first blue apron order to place your first order with 30 dollars off and to help keep our show free for you go to our network website at cspn.us that's cspn.us then click on the keep our podcasts free link at the top of the page from there Scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Do it today. Uh, hey folks, it's news time. <laughs> and we're going to start off as we, as we do every week with the cinematic news. Um, first up, 
Sorry. Yeah, it's going to be a rash of, no surprise, a, a rash of um, Avengers Endgame news. So, um, Avengers Endgame gets Spider-Man Far From Home trailer as post-credits scene. So, you know, after three hours and some change, you still got another two-minute trailer to go through, I, I guess, starting recently. It must have been, because the danger didn't happen when I... Uh, no, this happened right. This happened after the Spidey trailer dropped. Right. So. Yeah, because when I saw it was the day. The last time I saw it was the day that that dropped. So mm-hmm. obviously they weren't going to put it in that that soon. Right. Uh, I still haven't seen Endgame for a second time yet. Uh, I haven't had a chance to. I would like to. <laughs> so I think um, you know I might stick around just to watch the Spidey Far From Home trailer. Yeah, see it on a big screen? Sure, why not? Right, I guess. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, right. next up. So, um, Marcus and McFeely, the uh, Avengers Endgame writers, reveal if the snap created mutants. Spoiler alert, not according to them. Mm. Which, I mean, I would like that there would have been a little bit more of a reference than, <laughs> you know, we were seeing like Cyclops and them pop in at the end. It was like, hey, I see, we thought you needed some help, but we'll see you with you later or something. Right. I mean, there's trust me, there's a lot of people that were hoping for the Netflix character, so. And yeah, we knew that wasn't going to happen. But, um. And the snap doesn't create, it just brings back what was already here. So that, I mean, yeah, the whole punch a hole in the multiverse thing is probably more likely to, mm-hmm. to bring mutants in and the inevitable secret wars. Um. I say inevitable, we still don't know if that's actually. Right the case is not but so yeah I, I, it, 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 it seemed unlikely um <clears throat> Anthony Mackie explains how Chris Evans revealed that moment I think we can safely say that the spoiler bowl has pretty much been ringy 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 if you haven't seen uh, uh, in game by now I'm, I would say I'm sorry but I'm not um <laughs> I mean I kind of am but I'm going to that <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Anthony Mackie was talking to IMDb, and he basically said that uh, he and he and Chris Evans was chopping it up, and he wasn't aware uh, of that last scene, and Chris Evans just so happened to have his script uh, with that and showed it to him, uh, which is also appropriate, because he also, you know, as in the movie, kind of parallels the, the fact that he gave up to give him the shield. Mm-hmm. So... And they teared up, and they had a buddy moment and bonding moment. I'm sure there's some fanfics out there about some other stuff they could have been doing, but no. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So All righty. Next up, um, Bucky apparently knew about Cap's decision in Avengers Endgame. Weird, because somebody mentioned that very thing on this very show. I don't know who that was. Right. So McFeely uh, confirmed in an interview with a Variety magazine that, yep, yep, their assumption is that he and Cap had a long conversation before Cap went back. Yeah, because you could see it on his face when, 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 because when, um, it's because it was almost as if, and maybe this is this is me reading into it. It was like the look on Bucky's face was like, okay, yeah, he's back. So there he go, you know, as if he knew that what it was about already. That's why he told Sam to go over there. So it, it was a pretty knowing nod, or it seemed like to me it was anyway. Right. So. So, and it makes sense because you know you wouldn't think that somewhere in that whole time that that cat was, you know, living out his life, he wouldn't have ran up in the book again, 
if mm-hmm. it wasn't if it wasn't um, done before he went back, as this article is suggesting. You know, I don't know. Next up, um, Avengers Endgame will stream exclusively on Disney Plus on December 11th. It will probably yeah, that was appropriate. Uh, it will probably be available on Blu-ray before then. I mean, duh. Uh, we don't know actually. Have they announced when it's coming out on Blu-ray? You, it's usually four to six months. So I mean, you it's... picked up no, but you picked up on my question right away. I mean, you would think it would because ultimately, yeah, it usually the, is the movie dropped end of April. So yeah, yeah you would think by Christmas, um, or well before Christmas, you oh, would get a Blu-ray. Oh, it's totally gonna be out by Christmas. Yeah. And like I said, usually it's like four between four to six months, and they've been doing relatively four months for the last couple of movies. Right. So I was very surprised to see that um, Captain Marvel is going to be out relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the, the, they've been doing that stuff earlier and earlier because they want to, you know, cash in on all that money. Hmm. Um. So yeah, and obviously, and the price is still going to be same. And wait, uh, yeah, no, Disney Plus will not launch in November. We already knew that, and it's going to be seven dollars a month, and yada yada yada. But uh, month right later, oh. if you don't get the Blu-ray by then, it'll be out on the service. Alrighty, next up, uh, back to the future co-creator Bob Gale delightfully responds to those Avengers Endgame jokes. Wait, that Bob Gale? Apparently. So, am I thinking um, about, wait, am I thinking about another Bob Gale or, or, I don't know. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of somebody totally different. Don't worry about it. Next. Uh, not next, but yeah. Well, just, yeah, he's delighted by the references to his story. Mm-hmm. So since the spoiler ban lifted, um, you know, he had a chance to reference it and, um, uh, you know, he, he's just happy to see it referenced. Yeah. Yeah. Not unlike, um, a certain Kevin Smith and his movie. Sure. So yes, Back to the Future and Mall Rats. <laughs> yeah, seriously, are are both canon in the MCU. <laughs> so go figure. Wait, was it Mall Rats or was it uh, Clerks? No, it was Mall Rats. Okay. Couldn't be Clerks because Stan wasn't in uh, Clerks. Right. Wait. Right. You're right. You're right. I had to watch it again. Anyway, um, next up. The um, Avengers Endgame directors say the Fantastic Four need a definitive movie. And we thank, say, you, thank you, thank no you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And in other news, water is wet. <laughs> um. So yeah, so I guess you know they were. They don't know what Kevin Feige's plans are, but we do know that you know, Fantastic Four is back home. And somebody's going to get this stuff together. Well, hopefully, somebody will do it proper. Mm-hmm. That's the hope. Yeah. Because man, those movies are not. I still hadn't seen that last one. Those movies are not great, especially that '90s one. But that goes without saying. Next up. All right. Let's see. This is uh, something that doesn't have a title. So, so these are the numbers that have been updated. Oh wait, this is not right? the title. Right, so the new there's a, there's a new domestic total that's Uh-oh. updated as of, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, surpasses the uh, in game surpasses Titanic uh, uh, domestically. Okay, that works. Yeah. So right, so there's still a little bit ways to go 
to uh, get to um, Avatar. Mm-hmm. So um, all you all you folks who still haven't seen it yet, or folks who uh, still have to see it a second time, like myself, it's time to go. Yep. So it says in game is because it was updated a couple of days ago, a few days ago. So I imagine uh, it's probably up after that. But it, it is fifth of all time behind Infinity War, Black Panther, Avatar, and Force Awakens. Hmm. Um. Man. Uh, obviously you don't necessarily have to point out the fact that all of those movies in question are <laughs> under the same company right Which is, well Titanic aside I think well actually wait Titanic was first right say again Titanic was um Regardless, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good question. I have to remember. Because you know, if it is, they're all under Disney now. So I couldn't remember. Yeah, I don't either. It doesn't matter. But um, next up, that's funny. I know, right? It's like just one comment. Just like it's like there's another money being for Scrooge McDuck. Um, the next Star Wars movie hitting theaters in 2022 will be from. Actually, there's another one underneath that. that I'm gonna. A bend to this. Um, we'll be from Game of Thrones' Benoff and Weiss. Uh, Rian Johnson's trilogy still doesn't have a date attached. Now, why is this news? Uh, well, because we were talking about last week the fact that there's going to be three other movies, and that's going to be the first one by these gents. Um, it is also worth noting that these are the same two gents who are behind that stupid Confederate. Um, show that they're trying to get off the ground at uh, at HBO that people have been trying to boycott. I thought uh, they already canceled that, no? Uh, I don't know. The people are acting like it's still not necessarily... It's still kind of in the wind. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I don't recall them actually saying it was canceled. And if you did not know, there's basically a show about, hey, what if the uh, Confederacy won the war? Nobody wants that bullshit. Uh, well, let me phrase that. Some people want it, but those people need to die. Anyway, um, all hate mail can be directed to one Rodcast. Bring it. I gives little. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that's that. And I've seen people saying they're going to boycott the next Star Wars movie if if once they find out that the, the whether the status of that the Confederacy thing that shouldn't happen. Um. So next up. Next. Up in uh, news that no one finds surprising, Disney has taken control of Hulu, mm. and um, you know, <laughs> under a deal with Comcast, who held a minority stake in Hulu, um, Disney basically uh, you know crafted a deal with uh, Comcast to allow Disney to run it while um, Disney, uh, you know, basically comes up with a way to buy out the rest of uh, Comcast slash NBC Universal's right. um, shares after five years. Oh, right. And it's Fox 2, which they already have. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that part. I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. <laughs> Ultimately, what we have is the adult Disney Plus streaming service because, uh, as we've mentioned before on the show, anything that might be construed to be adult, and you know, we've already talked about like the the Hellstrom um, 
story uh, 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 series and the Ghost Rider series that Disney is going to put out. They're going to be on Hulu, not on Disney Plus or Netflix. Right. Well, yeah, Netflix is going to get shut out of this particular deal. So, yep. So yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, what they should do be like, hey, eight dollars a month, you can get Hulu and Disney Plus, which. I don't know if it's even worth it because some of the things will be on there. Next up, the DuckTales reboot reintroduces the duck that quacks in the night. So yes, okay. Darkwing Duck is as will be uh, reintroduced, which is weird because if the the council of the story is true, Darkwing Duck and DuckTales were in two different universes, supposedly, and they only shared one thing, which was Launchpad McQuack was in both things so but apparently yeah so upcoming show what is it this friday yeah the duck the duck night returns will air this friday on disney channel and disney now um with uh with the new darkwing duck I'm, okay i'm looking for I, I want to check this out all right yes and i have my copies of darkwing duck over here so you know <laughs> Compare and contrast. Next up. Uh, Stephen Paul buys a stake in Atlas Comics Library, strikes a finance production deal with Paramount. So Stephen Paul, whose credits include Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, oh, he's a, he's a winner right here. Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance, and Ghost in the Shell, has also signed Oscar-winning screenwriter Akiva Goldsmith uh, of A Beautiful Mind and his Weed Road production. Uh, pictures to oversee a writer's room to exploit the properties, which include Phoenix, Tiger Man, Iron Jaw, the Dark Avenger, and the Grim Ghost. Yes, I don't, I don't know too much about Adam's comics, but I saw some folks talking about it, including like Gail Simone and a few other comics creators uh, talking about them uh, when this news broke, like yesterday or the day before yesterday. Okay, so it's, it means something to somebody. Uh, next up. Star Trek Picard series receives a fitting official title, and that title is, wait for it, Star Trek Picard. Exactly. Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, next up. (laughs) <laughs> it, oh yeah and in and, and related news I'm not sure if I have this on there and I probably didn't Jonathan Frakes is going to be on the show well this is going to be attached to the show probably as a director and not as a writer because you know Frakes has been doing a lot of directing of other Star Trek shows so why not stop why stop now right next you know he's been doing directing since uh, Next Generation yes so. I mean other things too but yeah but mm-hmm. you know no but since then I mean that's that's you know right ever since he I think that that, that was his directing debut and he's been directing Correct. plenty of stuff since mm-hmm. but a lot of it and a lot of it has been in you know the, the Star Trek universe but I think he has actually done uh, directing mm-hmm. of other things outside all righty stuff. Next. so next up Secret Six showrunner Rick uh, Mur- Muragui uh, Muragi Chichi Rodriguez. No, I mean that's a pretty tough name. Yeah, no, no, I was thinking of WKRP. Uh, don't about it. Revealed yeah. on Twitter that his planned adaptation of the DC comic book series is no longer moving forward at CVS. Which, but guess what, folks? Apparently, somebody was trying to get a Secret Six uh, adapt, uh, live action thing off the ground, 
at CBS. Because I don't recall coming across this, that news before. Maybe we did come across over it. It's weird. Got me. Dale Scale Simone must be crushed. Actually, I don't know. Um, Legends of Tomorrow just paid off a Constantine Season 1 storyline. If it's the cliffhanger for Season 1, then that would be awesome, but I don't think it is. Um, and spoilers for the latest episode of DC Legends of Tomorrow. So if you are not up on it, like, say, me, uh, kind of, it'll be spoiling something for you. So I won't go into it. Next up. Okay. Um, Arrow versus Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover will include five shows. Mm-hmm. So the, the five yeah. shows are Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and Batwoman, airing over five hours and over two quarters, as announced by the CW at its upfront presentation <laughs> to advertisers in New York uh, yesterday, Thursday. They are really milking these shows. But then, yeah, I mean, Arrow's about the end. I'm pretty sure Flash is probably not that far behind. Um, but yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, and on that note, uh, new Batwoman photo reveals the TV show's Batman suit, Batwoman suit, excuse me. No, it says Batman suit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess, let me take this. Wait, did I not? Uh, hmm. Weird. There was a trailer that just happened uh, within the last day or two. And I thought that was in here. But guess what? Regardless, hey, it's out there. So yeah, you get pictures and there's a, and you can go look for the trailer that, that just came out uh, um, for Batwoman. And it's not bad, actually. I, I will say that. So next up, uh, where am I? Batman Family? Yes. Versus the Red Hood in the newest Lego Batman animated film. That's kind of dark. Using the Red Hood in a Lego Batman film. Yeah, but it's a Lego Batman film. I mean, yeah. it's a Lego film. They're not going to go crazy with that. They'll lighten it up, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't worry about that. Um, And, damn it, why did I get this one? Ah, great googly moogly. Yes. So we have actually. I'm going to take these next two because uh, they're they're related. But uh, so you may have heard already that uh, Robert Pattinson may be the Batman as he enters final no- negotiations. Yes, Robert Pattinson from Twilight. No, that's Cedric Diggory, man. I don't. I've never watched Twilight. That's Cedric <laughs> I've never Diggory. watched it either, but I know he was in it. It's Cedric Diggory Who's from he? Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I heard he was also in that too, but I just found that out. So that's funny. That's and who? Yeah. So yes, you know he played a vampire, and he's playing a Batman. So haha. Oh, uh, if he if he gets this, and I heard I heard that there was a, a video floating around of him saying, "I'm Batman." Really. I, I, yeah, I could have sworn I saw it on Twitter uh, like earlier today, but I don't know. But he is not the only one that is in the running for this, as... Right, so... Uh, oh, you want to wrap this one in? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, as Nicholas Holt is also under consideration. Nicholas Holt, uh, that being the guy who is playing uh, J.R.R. Talking, talking in the new movie. But you might also know him as Beast from the recent uh, X-Men movies. You Bat- might also know him if you actually go to see them. 
<laughs> sure. Yes. He's actually... Uh, oh, and also Mad Max Fury Road, where I still haven't seen where he apparently he had a fairly sizable rose road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Eh? I don't know. I don't know. And the only thing this makes me think of is like, uh-huh, see, y'all... Y'all, um... Y'all talked all that mess about uh, Affleck, and now look what's happening. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for, right? Yeah, I know. Now if we get Sparkly Batman, we might potentially get Sparkly Batman. Although, I don't know, Nicholas Holt, like I said, I, I'm just so used to him playing the Beast, and I don't know, he just reminds me of a Revenge of the Nerds character or something. I don't know. But... You know, I'm sure he'll bulk up just like some of the other folks. So if it depends on what you want to do it, just that Patterson thing, just I don't know. Yeah, they say yeah. Don't you know? He, he might be good at it. We don't know, but but I still think Affleck was better than people thought he was or, or gave him credit for. That's well, the I'm thing saying. is, they decided to play it a certain way. They wanted they made him older and grizzled, yes. a lot closer to the Dark Knight version. Right, and that was a mistake in my opinion. Because everyone else, no, because everyone else was so much earlier in their superhero careers. I, and I think that's the mistake. Which is why right? I think because, it worked, though, because somebody had, they couldn't all be, like, fresh out the pop. Well, at the end of the day, they could, he couldn't be so much further along, though. That was my opinion. Yeah. You yeah. know, because he's so close to being, like, you know, the hell with everyone. I'm riding around on a horse, you know? <laughs> He's basically almost that Batman Beyond status. Is what yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting too old for this. Like, wait a <laughs> second, dude. You know, like, you're not, this isn't Lethal Weapon 4 yet, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I still didn't have a problem with it, but, you know. But that's, you know, but that's, you know, but that's my feeling. Sure. It, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, and there's merit to it. That's uh, totally my feeling on it. Yeah. So. so, yeah, there's that. So, move, move get away, get was developing that story is developing uh so next up uh last but not least ghostbusters the original ghostbusters score is getting a 35th anniversary reissue this july <laughs> so if you didn't uh you know if you didn't get enough of um uh billy ocean right uh no no no, 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 no not no. billy ocean ray parker jr ray parker jr thank and you actually i think it's the score it's not the uh it's not oh, the not the soundtrack yeah okay so that's like that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Don't ask me how I remember even that much. Anyway, it was some good stuff. Um, so now we're going to move on to the comic book news of the week. We're going to transition. Alrighty. Um, scrolling, 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 getting past the clickbait. <laughs> oh, um, uh, before you actually, thank you for, for reminding me of that. Uh, speaking of um, clickbait section, there's like four um, free comic book day books uh, that are on comic booksology. The links are in the show notes on the clickbait section, section and also um, solicitations for August 2019 are coming out. I think the only one we don't have is Marvel at this point, but DC's out and a bunch of others. Okay. Which leads us into... 
Uh, Heroes in Crisis finale's been rescheduled. <laughs> it's now going to coincide with the big Doomsday Clock reveal <laughs> that's going to happen allegedly in May 29th, Doomsday Clock number 10, if it comes out on May 29th. In 2020. No, I'm just kidding. In 2020. <laughs> so we'll see. Listen, there's still two more issues to that. So, yes. you know, we're almost halfway through the year soon, so... We'll mm. see how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not holding my breath for either for that, but I just want Heroes in Crisis to have some sort of payoff because, yeah, that last issue was 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 a worry for a lot of people apparently. Yeah, that one was not fun. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, keeping the faith. Speaking of not keeping the faith, um, Batman and Outsiders writer reacts to Black Lightning's creator's slam. So, first issue of, Black, uh, of uh, Batman and the Outsiders came out, written by one Brian Edward Hill, who we had on the show. Um, slam! And sorry, 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 sorry. All I heard was slam, and all I thought of was Onyx. That's, you know what? Perfect. Um, so, which apparently Tony Isabella, the creator of uh, Black and Lightning, went out on Twitter and had some not great words to say about, I assume, the issue or the issue and his treatment and the treatment of Black Lightning. I don't know. I didn't see his his um, things because I didn't care. Because I'm like this. You know what? I understand. You create a character. That's your baby. And, and, and you don't want anything you know, bad to be happened to him. I get that. At the same time, one, you don't, if you create a character, don't mean you can write him all that well. I'm not saying that he hasn't, but, but that doesn't give you like, yeah, you created them, but you know what? That's, they're out in the world. That's your baby's out growing and living. It's, it's passion. I was about to now. say that's for higher work for you. Right. Well, you know, that's what it comes that down that to. Just... This is for higher work and it's not your character anymore. Right. Um, you know, I hate to say that's the that, that's the fact of the you know that's that, that's the fact of the matter. So, but Mister um, Hill, Brian Hill, you know, kept it classy. So, and he says, uh, I care about Black Lightning very much. I also care about Katana, Cassandra Kane, and Duke Thomas. These characters have passionate fans who deserve thoughtful stories. My hope is that Batman and Outsiders proves that uh, for everyone. Hill went on to say that uh no one should attack any creator for their opinion of him or his work let's focus on the work and let's see where it goes and thanks so much for it and it's and it's also worth pointing out first issue just came out mm-hmm. like and, and don't get me wrong us as, as, as comic book readers can get very critical about uh, uh a book on the first on one issue which is something we shouldn't do um, I think this is that same situation. I'm like, chill, give the give give it a couple of issues before you just go all ham, you know, ham on it. Especially if you're the creator of a character. So what? That doesn't give you the, you know, that only gives you certain rights. <laughs> and that stopped after you stopped writing them. You know. All right. Anyway, so that's the thing that happened. Next, so. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Batman number 75 will change a dark night, maybe forever, according to Tom King. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the start of the uh, I Am Bane storyline. Or City of Bane. Or whatever City. the hell with Bane. Yeah, I think it was City of Bane. It's taken a long time. 
I mean, hey, you got a hundred issue um, arc in your brain. It's gonna take a minute. So you know, let's just hope it pays off. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I mean, I'm not reading it, so you know. But hopefully, it pays off for you, Batman folks, readers. Yep. Uh, returned memories change, rebirth, continuity in Hawkman, Young Justice. I think we kind of, sort of talked about a little bit of this. Uh, when the last just issue of Justice, I don't. Our Young Justice came out. I don't know what's going on in Hawkman, and I'm pretty sure none of us do. But nope. um, but um, Tim Drake got his memories back and realized that hey, there was a whole another version of, of Young Justice before you know the the couple days prior to him meeting these other people. Really? Basically, yeah. Goodness gracious! So that kind of opened up something, but at the same time, it's like, well, what does that mean? You know? And Tim Drake, because because the, there's still some, there's still a couple of questions about all that it was like okay it's Tim Drake like where where is he coming from and you know you know there, there, there's still some questions basically that's what I'm saying like his his relationship with um whatchamacallit is still intact apparently but I still don't know that much about that but like I said this whole his memories things his memory comes back just kind of opens up something mm-hmm. <laughs> will Bendis pull it off let us see next up Next up, DC relaunches Wildcats with Warren Ellison and Ramon Villalobos. Uh, Shout out. Believe it, I was going to say, believe it or not, this is not the story of a high school football team um, <laughs> with uh, Goldie, Goldie Hawn, Hawn as the coach. Oh, um, <laughs> this is the Wildstorm property that Jim Lee started off with and um, at Image and has, has since um, uh, been reborn in a bunch of different variations. So... Um, this summer, Warren Ellis and artist Ramon Villalobos are going to launch a new six-issue miniseries starring Grifter, Savant, John Colt, and Adriana Tereshkova, only one of whom was actually part of the original Wildcats team. Oh, oh, who was that? Who was that? The one that rhymes with um, Sifter. Sifter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forget that. Uh, I'm going to cast Tolarian Scholar. Uh, anyway, um, no, no, you are not. <laughs> That's funny. Go on. Yes, I don't know. So look at that. Shout out to them for that. I'm sure no one list is gonna be crazy. Give I'm us like someone was way. playing D and D very recently. Apparently, uh, Magic: The Gathering actually. Oh, but. Magic. Okay, I don't. You know, talking about casting, I'm like, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's all good. Um, actually, I do have a solo adventure up, but I haven't done anything with it. That's a whole other story entirely. DC recruits Neil Adams for Batman versus Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul, depending on which which one you go to. Uh, miniseries. I still don't see how people get Ra's out of Ra's, but you know what? We don't, we don't, we're not going to have that conversation. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. Check yes. this. Yes. Yes. Didn't they pronounce it Raish in the in, in, in the animated series? I dare say they went both ways. But, I but I think they I'm did, inclined but, but I'm, I'm inclined to say I'm but, inclined to but say I think that you're right. I'm inclined to say they do Raish. I'm inclined they to say They did do Raish, they did do but I think they did both. More often than not, that was the first time anyone had ever heard it actually pronounced. Agreed. So I in fact think that's why I was people, saying Raish. Yeah, but it was, it's still like, well, it looks 
I mean, yeah, it sounds stupid if you're saying Roz, but that's what it looks like. But that's not right. I'm just I, the only reason why I bring it up is if there's one thing that we can use as a guide. It may not be canon, but we can definitely use it as a guide. It's the animated series. So, you know, I freely admit to not being that familiar with Batman lore mm-hmm. and the uh, and the demon se- the demon stories um were relatively, you know, like one of them, like the original was pretty old school and then the graphic novel that came out in the late 80s and early 90s um was on the shelves. It was just a little too expensive for me to pick up as a high school kid. Was it um was it Arrow that was using Razal Ghoul? I think they might have been using Rage 2. I can't remember. Because I know some there was somewhere else was was someone was using Razal Ghoul. Uh, maybe it was Justice League. I don't know. I'm not crazy. Well like I said, you know at the end of the day um um, but I agree with you. We've on. got this right. We've got this. No, we've got this um, mini series from Neil Adams. So good for him. His sure. his artwork's gotten a little bit more loose as he's gotten a little older. I mean, you know. um, six issues. I'm hoping that he's able to get that out on time. Um. Yeah. I'm going to assume and hope they gave him a good bit of read leeway. Since we're just hearing about it now, like maybe he's already a couple of issues in. Um. <gasps> Excuse me. Uh, but Next. that goes on sale on August 21st, so... All right. Still got a couple of months. Uh, next. Next up, Lion Forge has unfortunately laid off associate editor Christina Steen Stewart following its merger with Oni Press under the new umbrella company Polarity. So we talked about the, the Oni Press uh, Lion Forge merger, and this is some fun. Matter of fact, I think we even mentioned this particular... Um, letting go at the end of the show last week but yeah there's there's a few more after this mm, including her um so Kara Tan laid off from Lion Forge um uh who was production and logistics coordinator and there's uh well this one was a leave actually Andrea Colvin who was the EIC VP uh right. left on her own accord which is probably one of the few that has uh, that, and uh, there are three other people. All of these women. Uh, oh no, no, Scott Snocking. Okay, there's one dude. Um, Melissa Mazaros, Desiree Wilson, and Scott Sharkey all um, all got laid off by Oni Press. So yeah, so we we did see that we say that there was going to be some some fallout of the merger, and. Uh, you know, you hate to see people lose their jobs, and none of it comes off the top. Mm-hmm. So, but that's the thing. Hopefully, they'll land on their feet. Trust me, not it is. Next up, seeing Stan Lee watch. Uh, oh wait a second. So, we're up to Stan Lee's former business manager charged with elder abuse against the late icon. Boo. Yes. Which there was. I feel like we had that a story of possible allegations of this like when Stanley was still alive and mm-hmm. so there was some of this still kind of was out there or floating around so apparently this does an actual thing possibly right um fuck that dude if that's the case <laughs> yeah seriously um so yeah um but in other news uh Stanley's alliance is a trick of light adds Gronish star so, um, Yara Shahidi has joined the voice cast of Audible uh, audio drama Stan Lee's Alliances, A Trick of Light, according to the uh, Hollywood Reporter. 
Uh, Trick of Light follows Nia and Cameron, two young people who embark on a mysterious adventure when Cameron gains the powers to see into another world. So, yeah. And that'll be coming out June 27th. For your audio pleasure. Next. Alrighty. Uh, Marvel's going to announce a new exclusive on Friday. So uh, I think that was last week, so I'm not sure if that actually... Was that Patrick Leeson? No, I thought it was this Friday. Uh, so it's tomorrow. That... I mean, it's today, actually. Wait. Are you sure? Uh, depending that on should the have been the today, story. but I don't remember seeing anything from today. You got me. I mean, unless it's... Let me see. Yeah, I don't think that's from... Uh, no, because I think the rest of the stuff is from... And I don't think it was a Patrick Gleason, because I think we talked about that last week, which was before mm-hmm. this. So... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to look around, because I tried to look around earlier on this... Yeah, I don't know. No, this is an older story. Yeah, no, but... It's dated May 9th? Right. Okay, and the the, the the next couple are too. So I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll keep we'll keep looking on that. Let's see if maybe I missed something from earlier today, because we are recording this on a Friday uh, as opposed to our normal Thursday time. Right. Uh, anyway, next up, ninety eight creators so far revealed for Mar- Marvel's August twenty nineteen project. Right, that's the eightieth anniversary right. one thousand issue. Uh, yes. Uh, apparently, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of names. Some known, some not known. There's a, a ton of, of them. Yeah, a lot of Al Ewing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Kelly Sue DeConnick, yay. Peter David, Donnie Case, Kurt Busick, Ed Brisson, Saladetta May, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. Who I do know is a writer who has written books and such, but I don't recall him ever writing comics, so this ought to be interesting. Was it Slylock Holmes or something like that? That is uh, Mycroft. Mycroft Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually, oh, well, actually, I take that back because, yeah, because he wrote the novels of that and those have been, I want to say at least one of those have been uh, translated into comics. comics, Yes. Because I remember reading one a while back. Uh, But anyway, it's a bunch of all the names, like I said, you you know of. you know of and you may not know of, but a lot of it's in the industry and some some notable others. Like say, wait, taboo? Please don't say say taboo is in Black Eyed Peas taboo. Yeah. Oh fuck! Come on, really? Where I come, I don't have a book. Let me stop. Uh, next up, let's get past that. So that's coming in August. If you guys, for fans of the show who are listening on audio, um, you're missing out on um, the the folks who watch the video uh, watching me just kind of nod my head and tisking just now. Um, Yeah, you couldn't see the face I made just now, probably for the best. (laughs) So, War of the Realms event leads the pack in a down sales April for comic book sales. So... Mm-hmm. Um, War of the Realms number one and Symbiote Spider-Man number one helped Marvel Comics reclaim the spot as the direct market's top publisher for April. Not that big of a surprise on the War of the Realms front, but I am slightly surprised about that Symbiote Spider-Man. Cause, but that's just me. I don't know. There's a lot of people, at least maybe maybe even in the speculator market, who are, who are looking at that uh, because of the uh, Mysterio tie-in. Yeah, and that I could see, but that's still... No, no, that doesn't make 
district is a sense, but I can see it. Anyway, April, folks. Ghost Spider, number one, sends Gwen Stacy to the 616 universe. Um, so not only is she <laughs> moving on up to college, I guess she's moving to a new universe. Really? Apparently. They announced that this week, huh? Uh, it says updated to May 16th, yeah. Uh, we'll relaunch... I hate when they do relaunches. Oh, that's ridiculous. We'll relaunch Gwen Stacy's Adventures in Ghost Spider number one. Noticeably dropping Spider-Gwen title. Well, you know what? They wish they've been to... doing. They've been slowly doing, but... Right, what I was going to say is there's a couple of reasons behind this that I can think of. Um, one of them is, you know, the way they integrated, um... Miles into the uh, the Marvel Universe proper um, and the success of the Spider-Verse movie, but I'm not happy with this because I rather enjoyed seeing the alternate universe take right. and seeing Gwen once in a while interact and, with the 616. Was and Miles' came as a part of Secret Wars though, so it wasn't like they're just like, yeah, we're just going to jump him over here real quick. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. There's So, yeah, apparently um, it says here, after dipping her toes into the main uh, MU, Gwen Stacy is finally taking the leap part-time as she, she enrolls in Empire State University, but she's going to need to do her spotters if she's going to figure out just who from Spidey's past is keeping tabs on her. That's disappointing. I like listen. I like so, well, that they're so, keeping talk Takashi Miyazawa Takashi Miyazawa on this. Yeah, the creative team is still saying the same, but it does say here that what she's going to face some familiar spider foes in her travels between her native home of Earth sixty five and six one six. Oh, okay. So she'll still be basically universe hopping. Well, they basically gave her the power to do it, right? Because they because of her the the spider from Spider Geddon, right? Mm-hmm. So interesting. All right. So it's maybe it's not as bad as we're making it sound. No, she's basically just doing the same thing she's kind of been doing just more often, I guess. Right, 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 right. Which means I would assume, which means could potential more potential um, crossovers. If you think about it, because mm-hmm. now that she'll be in the you know the six one C more regularly. She may pop up in other people's books. Not that she couldn't have already, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway, the champions arrive in Tony Stark, Iron Man number 12. Uh, again, this is a part of... Well, the, this list is from Marvel, not yet, but apparently... Um, yeah. Some... Something. Uh, so, Tony Stark and the champions gear up for the War of the Realms in the preview of May 22nd's uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man number 12. Okay. So actually, that is not a part of solicits. That's just soon coming. Will Cyclops be there? Probably not. Hmm. Alrighty. Uh, in some artist news, uh, Javier Pina is joining Mr. and Mrs. X number 12. He's stepping in to draw it, replacing series artist Oscar Basaldua. Surprised that this book is still going. Good. Listen, they have fa- th- that coupling has a lot of fans. Yes, I, I do believe me. I do know. So you know, ultimately, that you know, there's a there's an audience out there for this book. As surprising as it is, I've never read an issue. It's actually it was all oh, from I, I read the first couple, and it was actually pretty fun. Okay. So, um, but I think I fell off. Well, yeah, I kind of fell off of it. But yeah, it was not bad. I, 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 kind of surprised is that like a new universe treatment 
that looks like with the the thing around him. I'm, I'm reading into that. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Uh, so yeah, so that's the thing that's coming. Uh, Marvel and oh, I will put these two together. Marvel and mm-hmm. Jonathan Hickman unveil plans for a whole new era of X Men. So we already know about he's got the two books that are, that's gonna um, that he's going to do for the X universe, um, and that is also including Marvel canceling and relaunching the entire uh, X Men line apparently for some odd reason. So the entire line, which granted it's not that many books. So when you say an entire line, what is it? Uncanny and well, there's the age of books, but I I can't, can't see that. That's, that's their event book. So I can't see how that counts. Like the only actual book is what uncanny, right? Uh, right now. Is there another, Oh, X-Force. There's X Force. There's Mister and Mrs X that we were just talking about. Well, yeah, yeah. I I didn't put that in there, but yeah, that's true. So there's a few. So, but yeah. So apparently, whatever Hickman's going to mumbo jumbo is going to happen, it's going to be because he needed the the, the board clear, as they say in magic. Mm-hmm. He's going to reset it. Yeah. Which I don't know. I still have problems with it, but hey, I, I feel confident something's going to come out of. Is pretty good, I guess. Whether I'm gonna keep up with it or not, who's to say? Next up, in some positive news, Marvel is it? has announced. I like it because it brings Wheezy back. Oh well, okay, sure. Marvel has announced a brand new special. Listen to Doubting Thomas over here. Has announced a brand new special that will mark the return of the young superhero team known as the Power Pack. Arriving in August, Power Pack Grow Up number one. Listen to Doubting Thomas over there. Grow Up number one features the creative duo of Wheezy, Louise Simonson, and June Brickman, the titular team's original creators. I blame Matt Wang. What, for having them bring this back? Yes. Because he has been, I mean, obviously that's not the, the, the truth. It's not. He's solely at fault. Or I mean, if he if, to, if to, he has that kind of power, I I got a I got a list to put in. But um, shout out to shout out to Matt Wayne. But no, because every now and then he would have some joke about bringing Power Pack back, which I I shouldn't be so hard because Power Pack was whatever it was. I guess sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven forbid, Roddy Cat. Um, it's Power Pack. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's a one shot. It is. That's true. But hey, from one shot come series. Just remember that. It's a one shot. This is Power Pack. It's not going to happen. But still, my point is, it could happen. It could happen. And it's because of you, folks. Power Pack could come back. Let me stop. Next up, uh, actually, I dare say, speaking of Power Pack. Not really. Not really. Mark Will? I mean... Only one member, yeah. Yeah, but it's a part of it. Marvel announces the return of Fantastic Four spinoff Future Foundation. Um, Wait, is that Carolina from the um, Runaways right there? I don't know. Whatever. Um, When Fantastic Four went to return to the Marvel Universe, they left the Future Foundation behind with Dragon Man. I do remember that. So they could search for Molecule Man. I do remember that. Why do I remember that? Because it's been so far gone. Um, oh, I'm just going to sneak this in here real quick. But, yeah, regardless, um, they're bringing them back. 
uh, Future Foundation, and it's going to be written by Jeremy Whit- Whitley, excuse me, of um, Unstoppable Wasp fame and Will Robson. See, is it the first? All right, and then there's that backup story, and that's going to be coming. That's going to kick that off in the Fantasy Four coming up soon. Okay. Next. Next up, Acts of Evil drags in Wolverine, Venom, Deadpool, Kang, and more this fall. So that's part of the uh, Acts of Evil annual crossover. So uh, look forward to that in the fall. Acts of Vengeance. So wait, so does this, by this picture mean that She-Hulk is going to go back to her slimmer, less gamma bombs self? We don't know. Can't yeah. tell from that picture. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of looks like it, but yeah, we don't know. Uh, so yeah, we're getting the X Avengers again. Yay! <laughs> I sound dismissive, and I kind of am, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I like it. X Avengers. X Avengers was actually pretty cool. There was some some cool shit that came out of there. Um, next up, um, I just snuck this in here, but um, Marvel releases X of uh, Evil. I'm, I was about to say Avengers creative teams and covers. So this is a whole list of people who are doing so, and all of this is relegated to annuals and not like you know uh, lines of books. So that's probably better. Hey, you remember? And I've said this before. Remember when 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 annuals used to have their events? Wasn't that, that how fun that was? Mm. So fun. Anywho, so yeah, Deadpool, She-Hulk, and a bunch and a few others are getting annuals uh, that this Acts of Avengers stuff is going to take place in, and the creative teams. None of these people I know, I don't think I know. Uh, oops, come on, come on. Yeah, oh, Jody House, I do know that. Colin Bunn, Ibrahim Mustafa. Never mind. There's a couple of them. All right. There's a couple of notables. So, who you got next? Um, the Pirate Angel, The Talking Tree, and Captain Rabbit, which is a book, um, a, a children's book, <laughs> based off of. Uh, it says here before the events of uh, Marvel's Endgame by Stephen Bailing, and it looks like Thor's doing a dab. I, I don't. I don't know if that's. Too- it's a kids book. It is a kids book. That's all you need to know. It's coming out April second. Uh, it's two hundred and eight pages, range eight to twelve. You can go check that out. Uh, oh, so this is basically the beginning of um. Wait. Oh, so this is what this sounds like is you remember the the part of uh Infinity War where Thor hits that runs into the literally runs into the Guardians, right? Uh, sounds like this is what happens when they when that happened. And up you until thought, the, you thought we saw everything that were there was to see, but I think we. Not. Well, man, that, that's still not saying that it's not because it's, it's basically sounds like it's it's uh, up to they making him making Stormbreaker. If I'm reading this right, so anyway, next up. Uh, Legend of Korra, Ruins of the Empire, embraces political roots with the return of Kuvira. <gasps> uh, I have no idea what all, what any of that meant. Um, a new arc of Dark Horse's Legend of Korra graphic novels from series creator Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko is on the horizon. One that returns Korra's big bad Kuvira to the story and offers her a shot at redemption. Yay. Kuvira's back? How did that happen? Oh, no. <gasps> and 
and and and Karusami. Karusami. Which didn't they go to another dimension? I think they did. So I guess they'll be coming back to uh, you got me. Spoiler alert for Legend of Korra, which I still haven't actually seen, but I do know that part. Anyway, that's the thing. That's the book. It's coming. Steranko boards. Why did I get this one? Steranko boards Airboy Revival. Uh, Jim Steranko has shared a never before seen penciled Airboy cover uh, published as a variant to It's Alive upcoming uh, Airboy number 51. So you can check that out when it comes out. In October, I don't know why you're complaining about getting that one. <laughs> I'm not complaining wanted, about getting you it. You wanted the Legends of Korra one. <laughs> eh, you know, yeah. All right. Next up, so we have indie, some spillover. Apparently, there's an Indiegogo campaign about this. So if you want that, you can go check that out. Next. All right. So there's some new spillover. Oh uh, yes, and this is actually wrapping, starting to wrap it up because this is right. one too. So the University of South Carolina has USC. Received Okay. Uh, received a 180,000 comic mass donation. For That's me. a lot of comics, folks. If I go that down is, there and find my books down there, I'm suing somebody. That is 18 times agent underscore 70s collection yeah. 18 times my collection so yeah that's a lot of uh i don't i saw this on my collection is nothing to sneeze at but it's 18 times my collection yeah uh it said according to this it took two trips to ohio each with two foot two 26 foot long moving trucks to move the entire yep. collection um thanks gary watson i can go down there and see what the hell's going on he's been collecting since 1958 actually i was trying to get a job down at that library but um and includes the first issue of avengers by stan lee and jack kirby good on him mm, i want to see that with my grubby little hands i don't want to know i probably won't be for public use yeah it. that's probably not gonna be yeah yeah but, but that's cool though regardless that's some of that stuff's got to be worth a mint so, and it's at USC, the other USC, which I recognize the only people like, I think um, Sanford Green said it one time, the only people who know University of South Carolina as USC are people that live here. Right. So. I was about to say, that's not Southern California. <laughs> so, so, what, you, yeah. what you talking about, Willis? So, so yes, and I, and I recognize that fact, but it's still funny to me. Anyway, last, but but that's cool, though. I want to I go check that out um, or find out. A little bit more about it, I should say. But last but not least, uh, New Orleans Big Easy Con rescheduled for November expands to three days. So it must be doing good if it's got to, it's getting another day. Um, left Field Media is rescheduling New Orleans Big Easy Con and is expanding it by a day, citing fan response asking for the convention to expand. I've... Mm, I kind of wonder about this sometimes. Like, yeah, the fans are so clamoring over it. They want another day. I'm like, you sure it's not the promoters just wanting to squeeze another day and some more money out of people? As yeah, what tends to happen. So, pretty much. Because you, you can do a lot in two days. But, you, I mean, it, yes, three days depends, is a lot of good choice. It depends on the con, right? It, what it is is well, it depends yes. on the con and what they're uh, striving to do. I don't you know. know even is, the bigger cons can get a, get, a, get a good bit out of three days. 
Well, listen, up until relatively recently, even New York Comic Con was a three-day show. Right. But now they've legitimately expanded it to four days. <sighs> and I have a four-day ticket. I don't plan on using all four days fully because, listen, we all have other stuff to do right. on Thursday and Friday. But, um, you know, you get the four-day just so that you have the flexibility. And, and it's probably cheaper anyway. Right, a little bit. And ultimately... You know, you look at the programming, and they they're, they're trying to entice you into going on Thursday because they're 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 gearing up for um, um, they, they gear up certain panels and, and certain things, certain events on on Thursdays to, sure. to make you want to go in. So, yeah, and I guess I kind of get that for like the the bigger concerts, which is but it's still like well, well like, I mean, there's is an iffy day for a lot of people. Well, I mean. Ultimately, we're talking about a third day being a Friday for this con, correct? Well, yes, for this for New Orleans. Or, but I mean, right. for so, what I'm saying for for cons that already are expanded to like four. But yes, we're talking right. about this one, which is yeah. I mean, what are the cons that are expanded to four now? It's I mean, that's like San Diego, San Diego New York, New York. Yeah, well, and probably um, um oh shit, that's Heroes? another one out with. Doesn't uh, oh wait, C2E2 maybe. Has Heroes expanded? No, it's still three days. Which I no, I think C two E two is still three days. Which I won't be able to go this year, and I'm mad. I think C two E two is still uh, three days. But I'm it's it's another one. Quick. I think it's another one out out west. Is it, is it Rose or is it probably one of those? Is one of those out west that's like that? But basically, those it's not that many. I'll put it that way. So it's it's doesn't matter. It's that big a deal. But um, I don't know. Like I said, it is it is that one percent of cons that that would be able to get something out of it that I know of. So I got you. But good, on, you. But, but good on them. Three days is a good solid con thing. Right. I mean, C two E two looks like it's just a two day show in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait. So really? yeah, I'm looking at the twenty twenty. Not I, 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 uh, because apparently it's already passed. It was in April. Yeah, it was. So I don't know what it was in April, but in in 2020 it looks like it's February 28th and March 1st. So that's two days. Um, Wait, is it not a leap year next year? Oh, is it? Oh, maybe it's the 29th. Or maybe it's a three day. I don't know. Oh, I'd have to look. I'm not gonna do that right now. Right. Well, in any event, uh, this brings us to the end of our news segment. Before yep. I get to our last ad reader, then I wanted to mention that I'm going to be headed to uh, East Coast Comic Con tomorrow at uh, the Meadowlands Exposition Center, in New Jersey. That's out by the football stadium. Oh, you mean and ECCC? Yes. <laughs> yes. Not Epic Comics, and not uh, you know. Uh, Whatever the uh, ECC Comics uh, Company was called, um, <laughs> it's important to head out to one of these comics comic conventions that are on uh, George Perez's list of list of conventions that he's going to make uh, before he kind of calls it a wrap on his touring career. Sure, he's still going to do. He's still going to do. Was it Heroes is in Atlanta, right? Or oh, Dragon Cons in no, Atlanta? No, Dragon Cons in Atlanta. Yeah, right. Heroes so, in Charlotte. He's still going to do Dragon Con, and he's going to do a Fetish Con that's in uh, Florida. These are like cons that are nice. um, that are uh, that that are uh, important to him. I guess he's got um, connections there. So a Fetish um, Con, yeah, 
Go ahead, George. Anyway, so in any event, um, those are the two cons. Like so, so bottom line is, unless you're traveling down to George himself, he lives in Florida. Um, unless you're traveling down to uh, the southern part of the United States, you're not going to see him at a con uh, again uh, in the future. So um, I know East he did Coast Dragon is con. on his list. I'm sorry, I didn't know he did Dragon Con. So East Coast is on his list, and um, I'm going to be headed there tomorrow. Um, there's a bunch of pretty cool guests for this kind of. It's a mid. It's definitely a mid-sized con. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I see that unfortunately Marv Wolfman was unable to attend, so I don't have to bring um, something uh, to, with me tomorrow. That sucks because mm. um, they were going to have a, a Titans reunion, but I think they're still going to have an Infinity Gauntlet reunion. Because they're going because they have um, Starlin, they have Perez, they have Ron Lim, nice. um, at this show. So um, you know you're gonna be able to get your copies of Infinity Gauntlet signed by uh, lots of the creators. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna have some stuff for George Perez to sign. I've I've got a lot of stuff signed by him, but I'm gonna get like the the really important stuff and even the heavy stuff. Like I've got like some art of George Perez, like hardcovers. And my JLA Avengers hardcover, um, I'm going to bring and just because I can drive out to this particular con and they have uh, uh, free parking that's, uh, you know, in, in lots accessible mm. So the convention center. It's one of those types of cons. It's not like Javits. So, um, you know, you can kind of go back and forth from your car to the, uh, the con floor. And if you've got heavy stuff, you can actually get rid of it right away um, nice. and not have to uh, haul it around all day or pay to have it. Um, uh, watched over in like the bag check, but um, Andrew Aiden is going to be there. He's um, Congressman John Lewis's staffer. Um, he's the one that co-wrote uh, March. Okay, so he's going to be there. Si- the artist Simon Bisley is going to be there. Um, Brett Breeding, Howard Chaikin, Matthew Clark, um, uh, Dan Fraga, Franco, um, Keith Giffen. I'm going to have some stuff mm. for Keith Giffen to sign. Michael Golden's going to be there. Larry Hama. Uh, Scott Hanna. Uh, let's see. Uh, George Perez, obviously, I mentioned. Larry uh, Hama ruined G.I. Joe. What's that? <laughs> I'm just... uh, according to the butthurt, right? Yeah. Um, Ron, Ron Lim is going to be there. Tom Mandrake. Don McGregor. Who I got his autograph before. Okay, yeah. I do not have any of his early um, Black Panther or Jungle Action mm. uh, comics, but uh, I did get his autograph on a poster. It was pretty cool. Nice. Al Milgram, Brandon Montclair from um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Mm. Um, Fabian Nicieza. He's always around at the New York cons. Uh, John Ostrander, Carl Potts. Um, Huh. There's a couple of other names. Jim Starlin, I mentioned, of course. Ron Wilson. Uh, so there's a couple of names. It's not a big con. It's it's definitely a mid-sized con. Yeah, but for what... Some, sounds like you got some names, though. Right. For what it is, it's it, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely worth... It's it's worth the, uh, the, the order ahead price. I don't know if it's worth the, the walk-up price mm-hmm. of admission. You know, I hate, I hate the markup for the walk-up. You know, yeah. if you just decide that day... You know, oh, and Afua Richardson is going to be there too. Oh, so, nice. Um, but like I said, I'm not a fan of the the walk up uh, price. But you know, obviously, they want you to buy ahead of time so that they can uh, plan ahead and have some money in the bank. Mm-hmm. 
you know. But other than that, you know, I'm going to have some some fun tomorrow. Hopefully catch up with some uh, friends I usually see on the con circuit. So, all right. And last but not least, our last ad for the night is for Amazon. Because you know what I want to read when we're in a hurry to finish. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, toys, etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Click Nation's comic book chronicles free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And as we close this here, Combo Chronicles out, we'd like to thank you, each and everyone, for, for being out here. Uh, we will be back next week on our regular time Thursday. Right, no movies next week. Nope, not then, not then. Um, hopefully I will have seen John Wick by then, but probably not. But until then, folks, uh, this has been the Combo Chronicles. And we are... Out. Base one. Good evening, friend. Would you believe it's it's Doctor Doom? What's on your 